0: day Matt here and this is 30 days of intuitive eating with Megan Macarone, an intention inspired and today's intention is i am savoring mm. so today let's learn how the benefits of plate crowding allow more indulging So if you are new with us here um, on this podcast, what we do is we focus on an intention for a period of time. They tend to be 30 days because that's just a good round number, but we've done a few seven-day journeys and some other journeys. And so this journey, this 30-day journey, we are focusing on intuitive eating, one intention at a time, and then within the intention, we have a handful of inspirations like healthy habits and journal prompts. Um, We have some quotes and some uh, uh, creative challenges for us to work on too. So we're going to dive right into today's session with our host, Megan. So she's going to give us a little bit of uh, understanding of how we can approach today's intention of savoring when it comes to intuitive eating enjoy.
1: Welcome back to Intuitive Eating Encouraged. Our intention today is to embrace eating for energy. While there are a lot of other aspects to why you might have low or more high or low energy for the day, such as sleep, hydration, and stress levels, which we will be talking about, right now we want to just specifically talk about what you're eating and how you can change up the food you choose to eat, specifically to give you more energy throughout the day, or at least help you with cravings and that slump you might get at like 3 p.m. And so how does that work? Well, after trial and error, what I've found to be the best way to eat for energy is to focus on balanced meals. Balanced meals created of whole foods. So I like to think of it like an 80-20 rule where 80% of the time I eat really healthy whole foods, 20% of the time I'm indulging, kind of like the plate crowding. And so what does a balanced meal look like? Well, a balanced meal has a protein, a fiber, which is your carbohydrate, and some fats into it. And this can look however you want. Some foods have all three of those in there, like beans, and others only have one, right? Like olives, they have fat. They're made up mostly of just fats. So you wanna create a balanced meal. What that might look like, um, like I don't, you know, if you eat meat, right? So chicken, broccoli, rice. And that's like the normal dieters or bodybuilders go to chicken, broccoli, rice, chicken, broccoli, rice, right? It doesn't have to be so boring. Just simply showing you what it looks like. That's what a balanced meal is because it's giving you the carbohydrates you need. It gives you the which gives you the fiber you need. It gives you the protein you need. And it's giving you fat, all of which is going to help you feel fuller with less food, which is why we talked about like plate crowding, right? We want to fill up on these nutrient dense foods. um, It's going to help you eat less and have more energy because that's what your body needs, right? Your body functions On food for the most part so fuel like gasoline in your car is food for us and you know there's different types of gasoline out there and so if you put a crappy gasoline in your car it might not run so well versus putting in that premium gasoline and maybe you can't afford the premium gasoline for your car but your body isn't your car your body is the only place you have to live so let's let's consider that we want to put premium into it as often as possible This doesn't make you bad for indulging in junk food. It doesn't mean you can't have junk food or that you should stress out and beat yourself up for having sugar. You're going to eat sugar again in your life, probably I know I will. It's really just about moderation and eating more for energy and less for using food to numb ourselves to life. And so what does that look like? Well, I like to explain protein, um, carbohydrates and fats like so. So, protein you know it's whatever food has protein in it there's healthier ones versus less healthy ones and that usually has to do with the type of fat that food has in it um and so you know vegetarian proteins like beans or legumes or um, tofu or edamame are great sources fish chicken turkey great sources as well eggs great sources lean red meats are great sources as well and then you kind of get into not so great sources of protein not bad but when i say not so great i just mean like there's a lot of additives Maybe there's a ton of sodium in it, right? And those things, they're gonna have negative effects on your health over time, like higher cholesterol or blood pressure. So it's good to be aware of those things. They're not off limits, just be aware. Carbohydrates, same thing. We're looking for whole foods, things that haven't been processed that much. So a whole grain is something like quinoa or rice or oatmeal, right? And I like to explain it kind of like an apple. So here you have this apple, which is a carbohydrate, in case you're wondering and you just pluck it from the tree. Apple, awesome. And that is the same as like rice or oatmeal or quinoa, right? It just grew and we took it, we maybe washed it, beans, right? And they're ready to go, we eat them. Then you can have that apple and you could peel it and you could mash it and you can make it some apple sauce. Yummy, mostly apple, maybe you add a little sugar. You took away some fiber by peeling it because that's where the fiber is in the apple though, right? So it's slightly processed. And that's where we get into our slightly processed carbohydrates. So things like wheat bread or whole wheat pasta or like a protein pasta or something like that, right? Slightly processed, not in its original whole form, but not like extremely processed and and lacking all nutrients. And then we can take that apple and we can make apple pie. Still has apple in it. Definitely not as healthy as a regular apple. And that's more like your baked goods, your crackers, your chips, and all the, extremely processed carbohydrates out there in the world right Uh, they're not bad they're not off-limits but usually they don't fill you up and you need more than one or two servings to reach that fullness which is showing that it doesn't have the nutrients your body needs which is where plate crowding comes in and so that's how I like to explain carbohydrates because they're not bad they're not off-limits but we want to think about you know 80% of the time having it in the full apple form whole grains 20% of the time having that apple pie version of carbohydrates And then when it comes to fats, it's all about your health, right? So with fat, um, you're really just looking for healthier fats like olives, olive oils, nuts, nut butter, seeds, avocados, um, and those kinds of fats. I'm sure there's many more, I just can't think of them. And and yogurt and stuff, right? Um, And we want to step away from things like trans fats or saturated fats that get solid at room temperature. Um, Cheese, mayonnaise, all those other things, butters, they're not bad right at all they for the most part or overall um, just high in calories and sometimes the fats in those aren't healthy either so it's good to read the label on those again it's not about being perfect and always choosing the healthiest food but when it comes to eating for energy purposes you will notice that if you're eating these whole foods more often you're gonna have more energy you're probably gonna have like more regular bowel movements and just feel better in your skin overall and your skin can even clear up especially if you have acne versus eating processed foods, junk foods and fast foods more often than not is going to leave you sluggish, maybe not going to the bathroom regularly or too much, having like acne and skin problems and and just low energy. And so, when it comes down to, you know, eating for energy, our goal is to create these meals, eat them for hunger, stop when full, savor each bite and see how that feels for energy. And you can do an experiment with this. So the eating for energy experiment is that, you know, like one day for one entire day, just don't eat protein, let's say, right? Just eat like processed carbs and no protein. It's a weird thing for me to tell you to do when you're trying to be healthy, but it's an experiment for you to actually physically experience what that feels like versus the very next day having extremely healthy whole foods with lots of proteins that's filling and seeing like, wow, I have more energy one day than the other because of what I ate and how fast I ate it and how much I ate still matters. So that's the experiment you can do if you want to. The last thing I'll say here um, is is talking about snacks. So snacks, snacks are something, they're not bad, but we've definitely um, embraced them a lot. Like we all love snacks, at least in America, I've noticed. Um, Snacks are not there to fill you up. They are there to bridge the gap between meals, right? To help with hunger until your next meal, which means that snacks are usually like half the size or even smaller than your meal itself often though what ends up happening is our snacks are things like processed granola bars like i used to love cliff bars and there's nothing wrong with cliff bars i'm not saying there's anything wrong with them they are fantastic if you're going on hikes and traveling and you can't get to a meal but they are basically a meal replacement that's pretty high in sugar and they're really processed so one cliff bar can be like 230 calories where you could have like i don't know some other really awesome food for 230 calories let's be real And while we're not counting calories, it's just really good to realize, like, did that even fill you up? Was it good? And like, could you have chosen something else? Right. Um, The thing is, is that that it was like the 1980s when snacking became popular. Before that, snacking was something that people did if necessary for hunger. And otherwise, they just had breakfast, lunch and dinner. Right. Um, And people usually grab healthy snacks like an apple or some nuts or carrots or Greek yogurt or something like that. And those are all amazing snacks. And even just some leftovers, like five bites of your leftover from dinner the next day can be a snack, right? So you can choose whole foods as your snack foods. But the world around the 1980s created snacking, like the snacking industry. And it's because, I don't know if this is the only reason, but from my research, it's because women went to work. Women stopped staying home and they went to work, which meant nobody was home cooking nobody's home making sure that everybody had their meal plan prepped, right? So now everybody's working, we're all super busy, and nobody's cooking for themselves. So we have to get on-the-go stuff, right? On-the-go pre-packaged bars, on-the-go pre-packaged this, hit the fast food drive-through, whatever it is. But the thing is, is that most of these processed and packaged snacks, often they're filled with added sugars, such as, um, you know, regular soda or sugary coffees and energy drinks, right? Um, These are all energy zappers, because while they might say low sugar or low fat or low carb, guess what, when they're taking out a natural nutrient, they're putting in a chemical and that chemical is gonna cause reactions in your body like sugar cravings and low energy. And so it might seem like for weight loss, you're like, oh, let's go low carb, but it could backfire because what is in there? What's in there that makes it low carbs when there's low carbs, right? We can go into the science behind it. Does it really matter? The question is like, can we just eat naturally occurring foods and not worry so much about the carbohydrates and simply listen to the body? And so um, whether it's energy drinks and beverages or sugary, you know, granola bars and snack foods and crackers, it's good to realize that things might not be giving you fullness, right? They're not helping with hunger because they're not nutrient dense. And that includes your drinks that you're having that are filled with calories or your snack foods. So when it comes to like snacking and using like protein bars and, and all this other stuff, I I was there for a long time. It's very easy to want to do that. Like, oh, here's this protein cookie. I remember, I forget the name of it. It's like Lenny and something protein cookies, right? And I found those and I was like, oh, protein cookies. I can eat cookies and get away with it because they're full of protein. So I'm being healthy, right? Nope. When you read the labels of those cookies, it's like half a cookie is 300 calories and has like 20 grams of sugar in it. And it's not even that good of a cookie. I would much rather have a cookie I love that has no protein in it and less sugar and tastes better right and so that's where getting picky on what you indulge in comes in don't just indulge in something like a cookie because has protein powder in it indulge in the cookie you actually want because usually those type of things the protein bars they're still filled with you know tons of additives and they, they claim they'll boost your energy but that that's not backed by anything they're more like a superior candy bar with some protein in it right and then tons of sugar that's all that you're eating there and so you can definitely eat more whole foods Again, all food is abundant. No food's off limits. I'm not trying to get you to become afraid of protein bars or cut them out of your life. I still eat protein bars myself. I still get my protein shakes. I like them. I'm just not living by them. They're not my snack two, three times a day every day because they're not that filling. They usually meet, like, lead to me needing to eat again an hour later. And instead I started to choose whole foods as my snacks and I use things like bars and quick things like that when necessary, like traveling and hiking and going on a plane or being in a car for a really long time or being in a meeting um, that I know I can't go eat, right? So they're there to help you adapt to stress and busyness in life. They're not there to replace meals and snacks. And so when it comes to choosing your snack foods, try your hardest to choose whole foods as often as possible. And don't choose those you know sugary processed snacks unless you actually like the way they taste. If you're just choosing it because you think, hey, this is healthier and I'm trying to lose weight and you don't even like the way it tastes, just stop eating it and go get something you actually like so you don't feel deprived, so you don't feel the need to go overeat or binge or emotionally later on tonight. All right, so that is all how, that's all about how you can eat for energy. Um, So take time over the next few days to keep an energy journal, right? So this isn't exactly a food journal, although it could be. And just note, like, do you have energy today? Uh, Do I have energy two hours after this meal? Is this meal sapping my energy, right? Notice how um, if you eat a really heavy meal, fried food and stuff like that, you know, it's like, do you feel like, ugh, I don't wanna go back to work, right? Or if you eat, you know, a very balanced meal, like I said earlier, like chicken, rice and broccoli, or not that it has to be that, you know, or just like oatmeal or eggs with toast even, right? A balanced meal that has all the macronutrients in it. Notice, does that give me way more energy without making me sluggish? That's what we're looking for when it comes to eating for energy. All right, now it's up to you to go experiment with this on your own because your body is unique and different than mine and things will sit differently for you. So listen to your body, listen to hunger and fullness, decelerate around food, play crowd, and start to see what foods are giving you energy and what foods are zapping your energy from you. I will see you in the next lesson. Have a great day.
0: Beautiful. Thank you, Meg. Plate crowding. I've never really considered this um, in this way as to be a tool to inspire savoring my food and kind of preventing myself from that judgment that is inevitable when I dive into my mac and cheese. Though what I'm noticing is cheese isn't doing it for me. But, but thank you, Juniper, for introducing me to the gluten-free um, noodles with a bunch of nutritional yeast that just is like else oh, this cheesy texture and taste, oh my gosh, ah, uh, but even then, if I do a whole bunch of that, you know a little bit of guilt involved, <laughs> so to plate crowd to spread out, still have that thing, and since there will be less of it, I will get to savor it more and enjoy it more, and um have more nutrients, feel more balanced, feel more whole, feel more satiated by introducing some other um, essential food groups. Brilliant. Awesome. Thank you, Meg. That's beautiful. Okay, diving into our healthy habit for the week, which is to chew, chew, chew your food. And today, maybe chew, chew, chew and savor your food as much as possible. We've been counting our chews each day. Today, we're going to up it a chew. Try chewing your food 23 times per bite. At some point today, when you're eating your sushi roll, just be like, you know what? I'm going to count my bites. You might be surprised. You might be like, wow, I usually just chew 10 times and then swallow. Or maybe you're already chewing 50 times. You don't know until you count. So um, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> I have here my beloved, my beloved dates. Next to another dearly beloved nut butter. Ugh, with like six different kinds of nuts in here. It's insane. All right. You got a food with you. Maybe you just come grab a an apple that's near you or something and let's chew some food together and count 23 bites to see what that feels like ready cheers All right. You know what? I had to give that date and PB a couple more chews. But that actually felt felt right. I did notice, like, after five bites, I'm like, I could swallow this right now and go for another. But to just chew.
1: Chew, chew, chew.
0: I've joined a new religion. It's called chew I'm now a chewer. A chew. <laughs> uh, I have a fun, uh, fun story to tell you about um Chewing. I'll save that for tomorrow. All right, let's dive into our quote for the day. Today's quote is by Eveline Triboli, who said, If you don't love it, don't eat it. And if you love it, savor it. Mm, nice. <laughs> <gasps> All right, get your journal out and let's dive in today's journal prompt. Our question for today is, considering nothing is off limits, how can you enjoy all the foods you love even more without overeating them? So go ahead and give yourself a moment, maybe hit pause and uh, journal on this question. So for me, The first bite and the last bite I'm noticing are certainly the bites that I savor the most. And when there are less bites to be had in between, they're just savored that much more. And I love this idea of plate crowding because I sense the savoring will begin even before I start eating when I'm consciously choosing to start with a smaller, more ideal-sized portion. So for me, moderation is the key to really enjoy and savor all the foods and drinks and anything, really, that I love even more. And our last inspiration of the day is our week-long challenge. How are you doing with it? Slowing down and noticing hunger and fullness in the moment. That's been our challenge, so just a healthy reminder for you to slow down, that sacred pause, maybe when the emotions are high, the thoughts are swinging left and right, and at least for me, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna eat something, because, you know, gotta eat, gotta eat, and that, for me, feels like I'm being productive in a sense, and um, yeah, thank you gods and goddesses for my fast metabolism. But that's slowing down and I need to get a little more serious with slowing down and checking in with my emotional eating. So I've been enjoying it, slowing down and noticing hunger and fullness in the moment. And that wraps up today's intentional session on savoring. Thank you so much for joining. If you would like to connect with the community who are going through this course together, there is a link down in the description to pop over to the activity feed and you can um, get connected see what everyone else is going through support one another on our intuitive eating journeys it is quite a joy so sweet to see what everyone is sharing thank you all for con- your contributions certainly is what makes this journey what it is be a all right. So tomorrow, our intention is I am energy. And we're going to explore um, how to, um, just the perspective on eating for energy and what that, how that might shift some things around. So really looking forward to that. Until then, enjoy savoring life. Peace enough. The-